0: evening? Truth has no special time of its own. Truth has no special time of its own. It's now and always. Okay. Don't want to keep you up all night. You might miss Santa Claus (laughs) or keep him from (laughs) coming. So, Father, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, as we look to your word. We get insight and inspiration, Father God. And know where we're at in this world today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, usually Christmas time is a time of rejoicing and uh, you know all the, the, the gifts, the the dinners, the lunches, the snacks, <laughs> all that good stuff. But in the midst of all this uh, we have an upheaval. Uh, there's a crisis and there's difficulties and problems. There's fear, and the message of Christmas, with all its hope and goodwill and cheer, is missing. I mean, People are grasping and they don't have it. Still, the message has been mainly misunderstood in our own country. Some think that it's only for business profits. Man, we can make uh, killing this Christmas. You know, the stores are putting out there, they have the biggest... Uh, uh, Christmas sales the day before, and they have that Black Friday, which is after uh, Thanksgiving, to give the great big Christmas push. So there's the business profits. There's the, then there's those of us that go shopping and spend and spend, and then th- those, are, those are give, give, receive, receive, okay, especially the kids. There's tinsel, tinsel toys and, and all sorts of celebrations going on. Uh, then others think of only of Bethlehem, the star in the sky that uh, led the magi, the shepherds in the field that heard the angels sing. Um, and of course, we have those uh, cynical people. Um, where is this prince of peace? The world is filled with violence and trouble. There is no God. There is no Prince of Peace. Yet the real message of Christmas goes deeper. It answers all the great questions that that plague mankind, even for this hour and this time. The Christmas message is revelant. It's revolutionary. And it's assuring to all who seek and those that find God. Three words can sum up Christmas. The cradle, the cross, and the crown. So what is the good news from the first Christmas night from the cradle? Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 2. That's Luke chapter 2. This is the message of Christmas. Luke chapter 2. Look at verses, we'll begin at verse 10. That's Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And the angel said unto him, them, fear not, for behold, I bring you Good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. Fear not. I'm bringing you good joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. Fear not. We should not fear what times that we live in. Glory to God. This is the the good news for the hour that we live in. For centuries, uh, men have longed for an appointment with God. The incredible and unbelievable took place some 2,000 years ago. God was incarnated, born of a virgin, in human form, He identified himself with the problems of this, the human race. He felt what you feel. He had the heartaches, the sorrows, the griefs that came to him. He knows what you've gone through. He knows what I've gone through. He identified with us. And let's go to John chapter 1. The book of John chapter 1. Looking at verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Glory to God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Since that time, a little over 2,000 years ago, He's changed our world. He inspired social reforms. His teaching uh, has given us or instituted to us transformation of lives. Of our lives, family lives, social lives. It's all because of him. And some still want to go back to the ancient, ancient way of doing things but he set people free. Okay, that was the cradle. Let's look to the cross tonight. Christmas, to have Christmas means we cannot separate it from the cross. Matthew, let's go to Matthew chapter 1. In Matthew chapter 1. Looking at verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Glory to God. Save us from our sins. That's something we couldn't do. So turn with me now to 1 Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, 1 Timothy 1, 15. and this is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation, that Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Wow. The cradle and the cross. John 18. Let's back up to the book of John. In John chapter 18. Looking at verse 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou... A king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto t- the truth. Everyone that, of, uh, everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Aren't you glad you hear his voice tonight? The message of Christmas is that Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, can transform our lives, can transform societies, can transform nations. He bled and died on the cross for our sins. The cross and the resurrection stands today as man's only hope, our only hope. God is saying, I forgive you, because of what Jesus did on the cross. This is the good news of Christmas. I forgive you. There's nothing you can do any longer. (coughs) I forgive you. Yet, uh, some dismiss this. Say it's idiotic and Well, ridiculous to even think that this could happen. And if it was, it's not relevant for today's modern society. You can't hang on to those old things because we live in modern times. We understand things, we have knowledge. What should your answer be? 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This is what your answer should be to those that say it's stupid, it's idiotic. It's not for today. 1 Corinthians 1, looking at verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It's the power of God that, that set us free. It started in Bethlehem at the at the cradle. It went to the cross. Hallelujah. So we need to touch the hearts and lives of the lost today. If we're going to see any more Christmases or Christmas seasons as a free people. Because as you... It's already been announced. It's already known that Christianity is the most persecuted religion in the world. Uh, That in the Jewish nation, but uh, even Christians now are getting hammered more than the Jews. So we need to get out there, and find the lost, set them free, give them the gift of Christmas. The cradle, the cross, now the crown. The Bible teaches that there will be an end to history as we know it. When it seems that as men in the world we are about to destroy ourselves through hate, violence, degradation, whatever, God is going to step in and intervene. Hallelujah. We are living in the last days. It appears that the world news is a reflection of what the Bible says. So we are living on the precept or precedence of the Lord Jesus' return. Hallelujah. At the cradle, he was in a stall of an animal. At the cross, he wore a crown of thorns. But when he comes again, he'll wear a crown that says, King of kings and Lord of lords. He'll be The commander-in-chief of the host of heaven. Glory to God. He'll bring true peace that the world has longed for. He'll bring a new social order that will emerge. Sin will be eliminated. Hallelujah. Tears will be wiped away. So that's the promise, or this is the promise of Christmas. This is our hope. This is our assurance. For a new day is coming. Just hang in there patiently. Because the enemy is wanting to steal you away, rob you of the promises that he has given unto us. It says in these last days, many will drift away. Those that are followers will drift away, saying, where is the promise? Sure. I can only think of a, a couple of movies uh, when back in the 60s. It was a, uh, what was that? The name of the movie... Yeah, the songs have been all been ready. I just can't remember the. Thief in the Night. Was, is, if you can ever find that, maybe find it online or something. Uh, Thief in the Night. It uh, was made in the 60s or late 70s. Okay. Thief in the Night. It uh, shows you what. It has, the picture hasn't changed. The only, the, only the, you could say, the costumes have changed. The cars have changed but people have not changed. People are saying where, when, how, and tho- and then you'll find those are drifting away. But look it up. I think it'll be interesting. Thief in the Night, of course, we, we all know the new movie the Left Behind series. Uh, people are going to be hurting. And the only thing you're going to take to heaven with you as though that you, those that you went to the Lord. Or you can join the, the vast crowd that goes on that wide road to destruction, wide and broad road that leads to destruction. Too many people are, are following it. Where are you headed? Again, the pro, this is the promise of Christmas. This is our hope. This is our assurance of a new day. Our Messiah is coming, according to Isaiah 9 and 6. Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is God's gift of Christmas. The cradle, His Son. The cross, His life. The crown, His coming kingdom. For you to enjoy for eternity. Don't abandon it. In Jesus Christ, God has given us the greatest gift. But a gift to be complete must be received. Tomorrow, many of you will be opening presents. But there might be a gift there that nobody's going to... How many kids, when they have their name on it, it's going to forget about that present and walk away from it? So a a gift must be received. Jesus must be received. Amen? Glory to God. This is not my sermon. I read it up. Or took parts of it from Billy Graham. He did it in 1957 or so. It's still good. So, praise God, and he's celebrating his, I he's celebrating his 96th birthday, and he's waiting. He says, "I'm waiting." He says, "This." He says, "The way it's going, I'm going to go up in the rapture alive." <laughs> it could be this coming year. Everything's pointing to it. You, the world hates the Jews. The world hates Christians. And we are becoming a small minority, even in our own country. Because you can't say a Merry Christmas as an employee anymore. You have to say Happy Holidays. If you say Merry Christmas, you say, I can't say that to anybody. Have you ever run across anybody that? I can't say Merry Christmas because offends people. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all bow our heads. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks for the gift of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you look into our hearts. And Father God... Some of us might be shallow. And we need that richness, Father God, to flow again into us. Father, I ask, Lord, that for each and every one of us here that we open our hearts to you to receive the greatest blessing that you've given us, your love, that we come alive once again. Be joyful in the Lord to celebrate and to live a life in joy with Jesus. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If I can have my two able helpers. Well, looking at chapter 11. That's First Corinthians chapter 11. You know, this may be the last communion we have together here. The next one will be Amen. in heaven. It's really close. I, I just feel it. It's really close. Paul wrote in chapter 11 of... 1 Corinthians, beginning in verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he gave thanks, he brake it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is a new covenant. In my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Glory to God. He's coming. Verse 28 says, Paul tells us, But let a man or woman examine himself. So let him eat that bread and drink that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. That we should not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together and eat, tarry for one another. Thank you, Lord. When I think about the Lord How he saved me How he raised me How he filled me With the Holy Ghost He healed me to the utmost. When I think about the Lord How he picked me up And turned me around solid ground Jesus Christ. What a Savior. He died for us to give us eternal life. He cares for us. Hearing a home for us. He's anxious to bring us to heaven. He's just waiting for that nod from the Father. Go get him. So, Father, we we praise you. We just give you thanks. (coughs) We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the bread. As we look to the bread that we hold in our hands, Father God, it symbolizes what Jesus' body went through. Broken, bruised, stripes. All for the healing not only the body, but the mind. So Father, we thank you, Lord, right now as we receive this. We recall the blessings that he gave us through his body, in Jesus' name. The cup which we hold symbolizes his blood, and he said, This is a new covenant. A covenant that cannot be broken because it's established on his blood. Cleanse forever of our sins washed adopting us into his family Father we ask even greater blessings Father God that we begin to walk And be committed in love to you as you have love for us who receive this cup. Let's all stand. We're close to the midnight hour. Two ways. Wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas. Just celebrate Jesus. for the greatest gift you'll ever get. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. And Father God, we're asking that the world, Father God, have their eyes open, Father God, that they don't look at the commercialism, Father God, that has been brought upon the celebration of Jesus' birth. We praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank the Lord that you'll give us each the desires of our heart, Father God. In Jesus' name, be a blessing. Amen.